0: Hi, this is Dean Cohn on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your pets.
1: It's
2: Animal Radio, 1866-405-8405, celebrating our connection with our pets as we do every weekend. Bobby, you should see Vlade. He's, he has brand new highlights in his hair. And, Vlade, uh, only, look, only
3: you could pull that off. Yeah, they look so beautiful. The light is just reflecting on them. I'm just like blinded okay, by them. Okay,
4: they are them. picking on me. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Bobby. Yes. Do you know who is the real boss? You think it's hell? Tell me. No, it's his No, head. no. Look at this. If you just could imagine. I mean, this is the probably. Six hundred uh, dollars a uh, cat bed, I guess that's what it is. And that cat is just lay down, on his back—I can't even describe in English. You know that he's—he's he's like sheriffs. You know.
2: What yeah, is this hard? is true. This is—he's uh, uh, this cat here actually runs Animal Radio.
4: I believe it. I yes, believe he it. does. I, what I a see great one, talent! I see one problem in this. Hell, his its own baby which is a cat uh-huh. and now the judy is having its own baby which is chihuahua yes. do you know what the what is the number one reason in america when the people get divorced it's it's, no. it's a problem with their among when when problems among their kids is heating uh, up so i am kind of you know waiting to see what happens yeah i'm, see see what happen. Are you I'm sensing talking. some sibling
5: rivalry coming up with these guys
4: yeah it could be problems here yeah, if yeah. You can start to chase that dog or vice versa. <laughs> uh, you know like, which one's bigger, the cat or the they, dog? And they will, <laughs> the cat is five times bigger. Trust me. You know, <laughs> you
2: know? but you know Chihuahuas—they don't know. They have that Napoleon uh, complex where they think they're huge. They'll take on anything twice their size, three yeah. times. Is their he size.
5: wearing a little vest and a little hat, Hal? Or?
2: Not yet, but I'm afraid she's okay. going to start dressing her. up. Oh soon. no! Don't dress. And, your and, and the
3: Judy's a little colder. I'll put a little sweatshirt. No, on.
4: Her. Don't. And the Judy's sitting sitting near like a German Shepherd. You yes, know? If you that dog, she's going to snap you. I'm like
3: a mother bear. <laughs> Don't touch Micah.
2: Mm. Okay. Well, we're all ready to help you today. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. 405 8405 It's your Animal Radio Dream Team. Bobby, what do we have coming up news-wise?
5: We're going to take a look and see what California's governor did with a bill that was addressing lap dogs in California that was known as the Paris Hilton Law.
3: This will hit home for you, Well, Judy. Yeah, you know what? But when I travel with my little chihuahua, she has to sit in her own seat. And I also want to add that she does not sleep in the bed with me. Oh so
4: you're Definitely. learning something
3: Yeah, she sleeps in a crate yeah. Wow, you've learned so much from
2: Don't Animal Do you have radio. any uh-huh.
5: idea the size crate I would need for a Malmute? <laughs> yeah, pretty big there It would be bigger than my house no,
4: I, I'm I'm not suggesting every dog needs to be crate But I'm just suggesting when we're dealing with unruly pets uh, that the unruly pets need to be taken out of their bedrooms out of the beds and such and such and maybe sometimes putting them in the crate when we can supervise them when the pets are deserving to be treated as the humans, let's treat them as the humans. Let they, let's they let invite them to the bed, to the uh, couch. I have no problem with that. As a matter of fact, my dog is bringing Pepsi Cola from refrigerator for me if I need to. <laughs> so I don't care. I'll allow her to jump on the furniture. You know, don't get me wrong. That's what my point is.
3: <laughs> okay. you have to earn... If they have they're to good, earn. they can get away with it. Yeah, exactly. they have to earn the privileges. You know,
4: you, know, like, uh, you know, but if the dog is always, you know, initiate this type of their um, soliciting attention and everything, and we're giving that attention all the time, it's becoming like not a relationship between leader and follower. It's just becoming relationship in the opposite directions. In other words, it's okay for the follower to initiate its attention or initiate such things, but it's not okay for the leader to always give them that attention. Look at the Bill Clinton, for instance, in the past. You know, uh, so many beautiful girls initiated some type of the attention, but he not, was, was not giving to each of them, you know?
3: No, he was, he, he, he was
4: very... Selective. Selective. <laughs> <laughs> he Wait, was the truly Monica leader. He was a dog. <laughs> <laughs> he would be poodle. A poodle. He's <laughs> very smart. Honestly, Russia, if, if uh, Russians would... Uh, Would die to vote for him again If he would be If he would put his candidate I think in America Would be Without any doubts Would vote for the Bill Clinton Myself I would vote for him Just like that
5: It might be interesting
6: Hi this is Jenna Fisher on Animal Radio Please spay and neuter your animals
2: It's Animal Radio 1-866-405-8405. Our dream team of experts here to answer your questions. Doctor Debbie, how are you doing?
7: Hey, I'm doing pretty good today. How are you? Very
2: good. Have you met Vlade? He's uh he he's in studio today. I know he wanted to say hi.
4: Hi. Oh. Uh, hello, Doctor Debbie.
7: Well, zdrasvitiya.
4: Wow. <laughs> wow. Try my best. She's it's a, it's a big. I mean, she knows how manipulate how. Te- how take over the Russian heart I wish President <laughs> Bush would learn that now what did she actually say to you she, she said so she's uh, she's respect Russian she said in the Russian drastviti it means hello Ooh. so she showed me a lot of respect already
2: uh, very good wow. And now, did you uh, learn that in high school Russia Russian?
7: I I actually learned that in college, uh, a couple years of college Russian, and it was just it was fabulous. I enjoyed it a lot.
4: I have a question as a matter of fact, in the beginning, is it such as thing as the Viagra for the pets? No, I'm serious, uh, Judy. Why do you look at me like <laughs> My that? My mouth just <laughs> dropped. You know, because a lot of breeders asking me, and they say that's male dog doesn't want to perform and such and such. So I'm just asking, you know? Can I ask?
7: We really don't. Encourage that. Yeah. Um, I suppose we could talk about supplements, but no, we wouldn't go there.
2: Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I you know what? I, I don't think I'll be able to eat again.
3: <laughs> you got to wipe that picture yeah, out of your mind.
2: I really do. Let's. Uh, <laughs> yes. Hopefully, uh, who do we have on the phones? We have Melissa on the phones. Melissa, please save us.
6: Hi. How are you guys?
2: Doing good. How are you doing? Um, very well. I'm doing better
6: than my poor little kitty that oh. have a problem.
2: With. What's wrong with your kitty?
6: My kitty is about a two, maybe three-year-old uh, domestic short-haired male, and he develops sores on the sides of both sides of his face periodically. And it's, it'll start out as a little, like, kind of a scabby feeling bump under the fur, and eventually it opens up into a little open, weeping sore, and then I either treat it with a little ointment or a, a hydrogen peroxide, and they go away, and then... Uh, maybe they'll be gone a couple weeks and then they come back and Hmm. and because I'm a driver I've had trouble getting him into a vet it's hard to make an appointment and 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 I've even tried a few to called a few on the road to see if they would take a walk in and unfortunately I haven't had any luck yet so any suggestions or oh golly what's your kitty's name marshmallow
7: Marshmallow, oh, and how old is Marshmallow? Uh,
6: Maybe maybe two or three, I picked him up as a stray also, (laughs) so I'm saying probably probably, probably two or three-ish.
7: Okay, and so how long has this all been going on that you've been seeing these sores?
6: About six months now, And, and they used to go away and they'd be gone for several weeks, and now it seems like about the time they heal, they come back, and he is on regular flea treatment medicine, you know, the front line or whatever, and, and, and I give I give him occasional baths when I think that might help to cleanse him, but nothing seems to keep them from recurring.
7: Okay, and let me ask you this. Does, is Marshmallow bothered by this? Are we scratching, rubbing? Yes. Are we uncomfortable?
6: Yes. yes he okay. Like
7: they itch. All right. Well, poor fella. And I'm assuming Marshmallow must be a nice white kitty.
6: Uh, white with gray spots on him. <laughs> He's kind of a...
7: ...almation-looking thing. And are you having any problems with any kind of eye involvement, anything else, oh. or is it just the skin?
6: Just just the skin, and it, mostly on the sides of like both cheeks, really. Once in a while, he'll get one on his neck, but mostly it's either, either or cheeks, or sometimes both at the same time. And, and okay. I do have another cat that rides with him, and they lick each other all the time, the other cat hasn't, uh, 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 caught this or been affected by it and, and I also have a dog and, and it doesn't seem to bother anybody but poor little marshmallow.
7: Oh my goodness, you must have a full cab then with all these critters. (laughs)
6: Yeah, I gotta keep, I gotta quit picking up strays, but they, they, they need somebody.
7: (laughs) Yeah. Well, what you're describing, actually the first thing that comes to my mind is that we might be dealing with some kind of an allergic skin disease. Um a lot of times cats will develop types of lumps and sores on the face area and that can actually be a result from a type of an allergy whether it be to something they're eating um say a particular protein in their food um or something even environmentally um you know pollens in the air um insects uh, you name it just about anything that people can be allergic to cats and dogs can be as well And cats can develop a a type of a lesion called miliary dermatitis on the face. And it kind of looks like little little pimples. And sometimes they crust and they bleed. And there'll be hair loss. And some will be itchy. Some will be not so itchy. But... If it's in the face area, then that would probably be one of the first things that I'd really investigate. So, um, I would definitely see if you can do a drive through and get into a vet's office because I would really want to see about maybe getting a little bit of some surface check on those areas, see if there's anything growing in there, any infection. Um, things like ringworm, you know, we got to keep our eyes open for something like that in cats, even though your other pets aren't affected. Some animals will get just a little local spot on the face where that can really kind of take hold. Um, and then I would definitely look at, um, Food because um, with food allergies, we can see cats that get these kind of sores, this miliary dermatitis on their face, and uh, that's kind of all they can have. Um, so they don't have to be really overwhelmingly scratching elsewhere on their body. Um, so I would definitely say that's a good a good way that we might want to go for marshmallow there.
6: Okay, so take them to a vet and they can test whether it is an infection. And then for, as far as a food allergy, what would I do to determine that?
7: Well, there's not always an easy way. Um, we would generally put marshmallow on a hypoallergenic diet. Um, okay. One, that's something that's not real typical. Um, there's different types of diets out there, but for kitties, sometimes I like to put them on duck-flavored diets um, or even rabbit-based diets because it's basically a protein their body's never really seen to seen before and um, it can kind of switch away from maybe a corn, a wheat, or a chicken allergy that they might be having. So that's something. It takes a little bit of time and effort, Um, but as far as things that I would do for marshmallow right now, I would definitely take some samples of the skin surface and look for bacteria, yeast, and make sure there's no creepy critters, no kind of mites or anything that we can't see with our naked eyes, Um, and then make sure all of that looks good. Um, Some veterinarians will actually try steroids for allergies as kind of a way to see how they might uh, respond. And that might be something that we might look at for your kitty. Um, and if we see improvement, then we kind of have a, the knowledge that we're heading down the right track here. And uh, so that might be something that I would consider as well. Um, there's a lot of things in the arsenal of, of medicines we can try, um, but I think getting, getting on the right diagnosis and getting down the right path is, is so important. So um, I would I would personally say, yeah, I'd, I'd want to take a peek and, and take a sample because you know, vets can't stop poking and picking at things. That's what we love to do. <laughs> so uh, I would definitely like to like to see more about what's going on there. I hope that's helpful for you, and hopefully we'll get Marshmallow on the right track. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio, 1866 405 8405 Dogs
8: or cats, horse or emu, animals. Our people too. a sleepwalking teen was recently attacked by a shark in his own bedroom 14 year old sam hawthorne was bitten in the face by a long dead souvenir shark hanging on the wall of his nautical themed room the british teen calls it the most frightening experience of his life his mother susan woke up to his screams and ran in to find him with the shark attached to his face She said it was like something out of a horror movie, complete with blood pouring out. They were both finally able to remove the shark after about 15 minutes. Sam escaped with a small scar and a big fish story to tell. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio.
5: Hi, I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio. Have you noticed a little less giddy-up in your pet's step lately? Well, like us, our furry friends begin to slow down just a bit with age. Let me tell you about FlexPet. It works for both cats and dogs. It's the most effective and comprehensive joint formula for improved mobility, and that's what you want. FlexPet's the only one with CM8. In fact, FlexPet has a money-back guarantee. It's the best one in the industry. FlexPet is so confident that you will see improvement in your pet's mobility, they offer an unconditional three-bottle guarantee. And there's no time limit like the others who require 30, 60, or 90 days to return. Right now, you can buy two, and you can get one free. Ask about the special. Call 1-800-END-PAIN. That's 1-800-363-7246. Call FlexPet now. You won't forget the phone number. It's 1-800-AND-PAIN. I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio, and I wouldn't tell you about it if I didn't believe in it. FlexPet,
9: 1-800-AND-PAIN. Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.CanineCaviar.com.
2: This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by NAPS, the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters. Let NAPS help you achieve your dream of a financially rewarding and fun job by providing you with the education and tools you need by visiting www.petsitters.org.
10: Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car.
9: Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org. Or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping Protect our patch.
2: It's Animal Radio 1-866-405-8405. Guido just handed me this. It's uh, it'll raise a little bit of concern here. Apparently, there's an alarming trend of dog napping on the rise, and including Bichons. Now they're a pretty small dog, aren't they, there, Vladi?
4: Yes, and they are the best when it uh, when it comes to the temperament. They're smart dogs, huh? They're smart, yes, they're what? smart.
5: Be smart. Get a Malamute. They're harder to steal. Is that what you have? (laughs) They're much
4: bigger.
2: How big is your Malamute?
5: Kodiak Bear, 125 pounds. God bless him. (sighs) Wow. He is just. And he thinks he's a lap dog.
4: <laughs> Bobby, just don't take it personally. But if somebody would steal Malamu, he will bring it back along with the thousand bucks back. <laughs> just, just get that dog back.
5: He's is, is absolutely right. Because Malamutes are, people think that they are stupid. They are not. They are Follow me on this. They are so smart. They get bored so easily.
4: Yeah, especially if you they them. They then turn in. Especially if you there leave you them go. home uh, alone, they're gonna just—they're gonna no, chew no. your home. You have
5: to have, yeah. And you have you, to have them with you all the time, working, pulling your car in case exactly. it breaks down. It works and great. If, and if you leave
4: them in your backyard and exercise, your backyard gonna looks like uh, after expedition, like a an artillery range, you
5: know? <laughs> it will because they excavate.
4: Exactly, they wanna excavate their way back to them to the Alaska or back to the Siberia. Is
5: that where they come from?
4: It's, and they yes. are excellent diggers. Mm. Exactly.
5: Let's.
2: <laughs> So, let's go to the phones. I believe we have Kelly on the phone. Hi, Kelly. How are you doing? Good,
11: thanks. How are
2: you? Very good. Where are you calling from? Uh,
4: Williamsburg, PA. Vladdy, have you ever been to Williamsburg? No, 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 uh, Kelly. I haven't even heard that city exist.
2: Uh, that's where it's, they have the uh, the big recreation of. Uh, what is it they have there? No, no, it's
4: Williamsburg, PA, with a little. You're thinking region. Virginia. Oh, Virginia, oh, Pennsylvania. I mean, oh, you, you even you didn't know where that was. You <laughs> asked me if
2: I know. Kelly, do they have anything there? I mean, uh, besides little, you. World
6: Series?
2: It's where the World Series happens?
5: The
11: Little League World Series. Oh, the, the Little League Little World League. Series,
5: that's right. Oh,
2: very good. Well, you're on with Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard.
4: Hi, Kelly. You have a very nice voice.
5: Thank you.
4: Thank you. You speak without accent, you know, not just like I me. Mean, I have a very strange <laughs> that's accent, true. but it's okay. I just I just came from Michigan to California. That's why I think I have a very Michigan nice. accent. <laughs> Go ahead, Kelly. What's the problem you're dealing with?
6: Uh, well, we have a Jack Russell.
4: Oh, okay. Another problem. And, problem child. Yeah.
6: <laughs> <laughs> he, he he seems to be a, a
11: little feisty at times. Um, oh, it, I believe tends, you. Yeah, it tends to be
12: when when he's around food.
4: Okay, he, let 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 me do this, Kelly. If I would if I would one thing in your relationship, what is your dog's name? Pucker. Pucker. If we could solve one, your most annoying, because I already feel that pain. Because when you said Jack Russell, I like a bloodhound from, from the distance. I scent, I smell your pain. But if we're gonna fix just one thing with Parker, what would it be?
11: Um, I, I guess I would say because so his... I guess he doesn't know who to choose. Yeah, I know. Where Where do I start? <laughs> um, oh
4: no. Okay, go ahead. I,
11: I, I, he just, he gets crazy and he'll like attack us. And it's, it happens in different circumstances. Okay. One, like I said, is around his food, and another it seems to be when, when he knows that we're getting ready to leave to go places.
4: Okay, you to, you're talking about we. Who is we? How many? How many people uh, are you married? It's, uh, don't get me wrong. I just you know for, for the record. Uh,
12: <laughs> married with two kids, but he really he won't
11: do it when my husband's around. It's only when it's the kids and I.
4: Okay, so that's that's the problem, is uh, Kelly. I mean, it's at, again, again, we're talking about. Um, Leadership. We're talking about if the dog is Are you? uh, Do you have a female or male dog? Male. Yeah, that's that's the thing, guys. Kelly, and you, Hale. Take a deep breath because what I'm going to tell you, you're not going to like. But Uh you know, you know me. I always tell the truth as it is. Kelly, being female, it's difficult. No matter what society you live or uh, canine society or the American so-called democratical societies, every male approaching to female is like reflex, automatically is um, um, expecting submission. Your male is not the stupid. He knows the order of the things. He knows what it's all about. But what, what, with, all, with all that says, you have a great opportunity to become the alpha female. Listen, Kelly, if the canine female decided to lead... She doesn't care about, you know, if she's Democrat and what is her gender is. All what she cares, she's the dominant bitch, and she's going to show to every male where their where their where their limits are. So my suggestion to you to become the alpha female: how? Through the leadership, through the structures. I would I would start to do play in the Jack Russell cold shoulder attitude. You know, you know. Training the dog It's like Kelly Like dating the man The more attention you give The less you will get In, in return Man and the dog Play They're hunt. like hunters mm-hmm. they, 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 they like to hunt But they, they They like to chase But they hate to be chased So start with giving Zero attention Basically Totally ignore the dog The only time you give, Don't ignore the behavior Bad behavior But the only time You give the dog attention uh, When you're feeding him Or taking him to pee and poop That's it I would suggest you go to your local hardware store and get two by four. No, not not at this time. Yeah. <laughs> get get the cord, uh, uh, like a like a clothesline, like a know. rope. Yes, I want to get six or eight feet because I don't want you playing the Russian roulette. I want you playing the Russian chess. You should never ever allow that dog to threaten threatening or you or your kids or anyone and you can very easy to manipulate him you know what manipulation means it's A successful wife learns how to do it eventually if she's successful <laughs> so basically you will need to manipulate him in the right behavior in other words cut the piece of the eight foot of that uh, you probably will buy in the 30 foot and attach that piece to the collar. you can get a little snap from the same hardware store like the leash has it or just connect directly to the collar. And make sure that piece is hanging behind him. Okay? So from this time, you will never touch that dog. You will never touch it by the skin, by the neck, by the body. You always will grab the rope. And make sure you grab the rope far from his teeth. Okay? So if you need to tell him, just get off here or come over here or do something, I want you grab the rope first before you tell him anything. Okay? So first thing in the morning, he's wearing it. And uh, before he goes to the bed, you take it up. Now focusing on the things when he's challenging you. Let's say he's challenging you when probably you dealing with the kids or at the at the cow. Probably he's a great dog unless he wants some. he gets something what he wants. So maybe when you have a lunch time or something like yes, that's the time when he's challenging you, Kelly? Yes. Okay. So what you need to do proactively. What I would do if I were in your shoes, I would put him in the little crate. Before because that's serious issue, I don't want anybody to any, anyone get bit in the crate, okay, and after deal with my kids, I deal with my lunch and such and such. But I'm not going to do it forever. What I'm going to do, I'm going to win the time. Why well, need to win the time? I want to put you in the alpha position. So meanwhile, I would like you to go roll in your local class or like a dog training classes, or you can do yourself. Uh, visit my uh, website 911dogwizard.com get DVD obedience for life and start to implement some type of obedience training so once you do obedience training the dog will mind you more so once he mind you more from that time if he would even approach just think about barking or uh, moving toward your table when you were with the kids you can sharply toss on the floor pop can with the penis make that noise ah, and startle him but you cannot do it now because you are not ready so start with the attitude with the alpha attitude like you know a typical American girl has I learned it in the in, in the hard way don't touch don't harass you know very good <laughs> You yeah. did learn exactly just back off and start with the attitude at the structures never give any commands you cannot enforce always reinforce what she says always use the rope uh, continue to the privileges which means, you know, don't allow him sleeping sleep in the, with you in your bed. Get him off the furniture, but always use the rope to get him off and to do obedience training. And from that time, you will be better off. Okay? Okay. Give Thank it a so shot. one 405
2: 8405 to talk to anyone of the Animal Radio Dream Team.
13: Inventions that have changed pets' lives. I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting. Caring for our four-footed friends has never been easier. A lot of hard work and dogged determination have led to innovations that improve the lives of all pets. You won't find these in most history books, but without them, things probably wouldn't be the same for your furry friends. Let's look at some of these. Number one, the dog biscuit. The Milkbone biscuit was accidentally created in a London butcher shop in the late 19th century. Legend has it that the shop's owner was experimenting with a meat-based biscuit for his human customers. When he came up with a batch that he thought tasted just awful, so he gave some to his dog, and that dog had a different opinion. He loved the biscuits. The pooch liked them so much that the butcher began selling them to his pet-owning customers. Number two, extruded dog food. Half a century after the London butcher's invention, most dogs were still living mainly on table scraps until the Purina Company launched the first dried or extruded dog food in 1957. This new manufacturing process made high-quality, tasty food available to dogs everywhere at an affordable price. Not only was this a new type of dog food and it was convenient for owners, but the balanced formula and adding vitamins and minerals greatly improved dog's health and longevity. Number three, kitty litter. Ed Lowe, who was a salesman of industrial absorbent products such as sawdust and clay, was asked by his neighbor to suggest a cleaner alternative to the ashes she was using in her cat's litter box. He gave her some of his absorbent clay, and she loved it. In 1947, he tried to sell his kitty litter through a local pet store. Well, soon, cat owners were clamoring for more kitty litter, and the Lowe's brand name became a generic term we still use today, as well as a multi-million dollar industry. Number four, the Kong toy. When Fritz the dog refused to stop chewing rocks. His owner, Joe Markham, tried to distract him with a rubber suspension bushing from a VW van he was working on. Fritz chewed on it for hours. And of course, this gave Markham the idea of manufacturing a little Michelin man-shaped rubber dog toy that would bounce crazy and inside there was space to stuff a dog treat. Thus, the Kong toy was born and owners everywhere love it. Number five, Topical flea and tick medications. Before easy topical treatments like Frontline became available to veterinarians in 1996, millions of dogs and cats had to endure lots of toxic chemicals and frustration from the fleas and ticks that remained behind. With today's veterinary-only brands, most common parasites can be controlled simply, effectively, and economically, making for very happy and healthy pets. See more interesting stories at MyVNN.com. Reporting for the Veterinary News Network, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys for Animal Radio. Remember,
2: the advice you hear on today's show is for entertainment purposes only. Please be sure to consult your own vet regarding your pet. 1-866-405-8405. eight six six 405 8405 it's animal radio celebrating our connection with our pets and I wanted to introduce you Vlade to uh, Bobby Hill over here she's she's a hot one She is here. how you doing Thanks,
4: Hi, Bobby. (laughs) Hi, Vladi. How are you? Good, good, good. Uh, It was a little bit difficult to drive over here. I thought I'm driving back to Russia. It was a four-hour drive, you know. Oh, no. Yeah, to the studio. (laughs) We we don't drive in the vehicles in Russia. We're just driving in the tanks, you know.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Where did you park that thing?
4: Ah, oh, we're parking the tanks. You're right. It's a good question. Yeah, we're parking on the streets, you know.
5: It's up on the lawn of the <laughs> studio. And,
4: uh... By the way, Bobby, uh, let me ask you. Do you have a dog?
5: Uh, I have a Malamute.
4: You 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 got the dog. Yes. <laughs> I got a real dog. You have a real dog. Not just Judy. You know, Judy've got... Uh...
3: <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> we mean that in a good way, Judy? Yes. Yeah, she's right here in the studio. She's all curled up. And I have to admit myself, she does look like a little rat at first glance. But, but you know
4: she's what? Cute. She's a wonderful pet. She's I'm a seen. very good dog. She's very good.
2: She's very well behaved. Even
4: though... Even yes. though... What is the bridge she is? Chihuahua. Chihuahua. Even though she's Chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she, hoo-ha, hoo-ha.
5: Just, just picture. She, as Les like Nessman a, would say.
3: Yes. Yeah. She looks like a Great Dane. or no, like a Dalmatian, just real small. Cause she's white with black spots, so she's real cute. Partly mm. mm. a dog, though. Here she is. Okay. Okay. I, the big,
5: aw, <laughs> for yeah,
3: baby ladybug.
5: <laughs> That's <laughs> a real macho name.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, not from you now. Well, let's take a quick peek
2: <laughs>
10: at our headlines. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Simple Solution.
5: I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. California's governor has terminated a bill that would find motorists caught driving with dogs in their laps, cute or not. Governor Schwarzenegger, in vetoing the bill authored by Republican Assemblyman Bill Mays, said he's only going to sign those bills that are the highest priority for California and... Surprisingly enough, a lap dog ban isn't one of them. Now,
3: do, wow. you, do you take your chihuahua on the road with you there, Judy? I do, but you know what? I have to disagree with this because I have one of those little lap dogs and I will not ride with her on my lap. I think it's definitely a distraction, even bigger distraction than cell phones, and I think it should be a priority.
2: Oh, boy. The phones are already lit up. We'll go to them and find out in just a few minutes what you're thinking. one 405 8405 I know we have a lot of truck drivers listening. If you're, If this will affect you, having your little chihuahua on your lap, uh, or not having it on your lap, this legislation, let us know. I'm oh, sorry to butt in there.
3: But you know, it's, only, it's not only safe for you, but it's also safe for your dog to be in a properly restrained container, you know, in a certain car seat or something for your dog.
2: Okay, this is Bobby's time. Well, that's you gotta, true. you got to oh, let her have it. Okay. That's
5: okay. Uh, but but I agree with Judy. Also, because may I just point out, airbags. Yes.
3: Mm, go. You've got yes. your dog
5: on your lap. Same reason you don't have your child on your lap. Exactly. And I will just move right on to okay. the next story. A report on Philadelphia's ASPCA Mission Orange shows progress in adoptions and a reduction in the number of unwanted pets put down at animal shelters. The report data showed an increase in the number of adoptions, lost animals returned to owners, and a decrease in euthanasia. The project began back in 2006 when the ASPCA partnered with Philadelphia-area animal welfare groups in a drive that helped raise awareness to the plight of animals in shelters. And way out west in Casper, Wyoming, police officer responded casually Monday to a 911 call about a bothersome cat on a front porch until he found out it was an adult male cougar lounging at the home of Beverly Hood. The officer ducked inside Hood's home and called for backup A warden from the Wyoming Fish and Game Department arrived to tranquilize and safely relocate the cougar. No kidding. Mm -hmm. Speaking of shelters, uh, the folks behind the film Beverly Hills Chihuahua, which opened yesterday, searched high and low for the lead in the picture, Pappy. The part of the chihuahua part male mutt lead in the movie was rescued from an L.A. animal shelter. That's after trainers held months of auditions. The movie wound up casting more than 200 dogs, including Dobermans, Poodles, German Shepherds, Pugs, a Labrador or two, and a Dachshund. Some were seasoned Hollywood canine vets, but others, many of them, were found in shelters in Los Angeles and in Mexico. The Humane Society, however, is warning lovers of the pint-sized pooches. They are the one of the most popular breeds in puppy mills, which raise dozens of dogs in cramped cages. Poppy, by the way, whose off-screen name is Rusco has now found a permanent home with Alexander, the head trainer of the movie, at his ranch outside Los Angeles. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com.
10: This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution, with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading.
2: And welcome back. It's Animal Radio, one 405 8405 Celebrating our connection with our pets. Love to hear from you today. We have a question about your cat, dog, iguana. Medical behavior question. We got it covered here with our dream team. Also, Fred Willard, the comedian Fred Willard, will be joining us. He's pretty much a regular here. Okay, you go ahead. Okay.
4: Yeah, I, I'm just, I listened to that report, and I, as the professional, I know the chihuahuas are very tough case, because they have a very a lot of very specific behavior problems, and uh, they're not the worst breed in the world, uh-huh. but they have a lot of problems.
3: Well, I just want to you say know, right yeah, well, mine doesn't. Yeah. You know, my baby... Well, yours is
5: an exception, she, Judy.
4: She's, she's very well-behaved,
3: and she sorry, listens.
4: Judy, sorry for interruption. I okay. mean, you're like worse than the typical listener or caller. <laughs> you know, you always put yourself in the defending position. I'm not talking about you, Judy, and okay. I'm talking about your pet. Your puppy is great. You know, she is a great yeah, puppy. Yeah, because sometimes yes. when the god opened the door, he closed the window. And vice versa, when he closed the window, he opened the door, in your case. Yes. But in the reality, that's what it is. You know, people with chihuahuas have a lot of problems. Well, you
3: know, I just want to make a mention after the news story as well, is that uh, I got my puppy, Chihuahua, from a rescue.
2: Oh, very good.
14: Okay. Good girl. That bless your heart. Yes. Yeah, we know a lot of people are
2: going to go out right now and get chihuahuas because of the movie there. And before you do that, think about that. That's a long-term commitment. They are a tough dog. and Not a good starter dog, but I will Say, Judy, you have been blessed. Your dog goes to the bathroom in the right place. Doesn't it's unbelievable? Uh, it really is. Sleeps unbelievable. Unbelievable.
4: unbelievable, unbelievable. But but if if the when the people get the chihuahuas, please give us a call because again, they may be not bad. They just need Vlad. They need blood. <laughs> okay, That's well, it.
5: they just need some love. <laughs> 1-866-405-8405.
2: 8405 four zero five eight four zero five.
14: We're going to the phones next. Do you know what a Roman chariot, a covered wagon, railroad tracks, and a solid rocket booster have in common? They were all designed to accommodate the width required for two horses. Perhaps more than any other animal, the horse has influenced the way in which humankind lives in the world. Before that one moment 4,000 years ago, when the very first horse allowed a person to climb upon its back, people were limited in the distance they could travel by how far they could walk or run. But that one horse, in his or her decision to enter into a relationship with humans, started a stampede of change in the way people traveled, communicated, hunted, farmed, fought, and even played. Even if you have never touched or ridden one, horse is part of your everyday life. Those horse-drawn chariots that established the width of roads throughout an empire continue to inform the design of transportation today. The power of two horses were used to carry out the manifest destiny of a nation. And more than 150 years later, the faint trace of wagon ruts from the Santa Fe and Oregon trails are still visible. The tracks for the railroad were laid in those dual sets of hoofprints, followed later by the network of highways that connect a country. First the locomotive and then the automobile paid homage to the animal that defines engine capacity in a term we still use today, horsepower. And before a spaceship can blast off to the heavens, its booster rockets must first travel by rail. The influence of horses' power experienced even on the moon. The power of the horse is not limited to just establishing an empire crossing a continent or launching a satellite into orbit. The Spanish conquistadors introduced the horse to the Americas in the 16th century, completely changing a way of life for the once agrarian Plains Indians, who then began hunting bison from horseback. The native rider and horse as a mythic one is an iconic image of the vanished west. Although that lifestyle lasted only 200 years, until locomotive horsepower allowed sporting men to board trains and shoot the bison out of the window as they sped by, leaving millions of buffalo carcasses to waste and rot in the tall prairie grass, and bringing to near extinction both a species and a way of life, a tragic and twisted abuse of horse power. It was the Chinese who first introduced horses into the field of war with their 5th century invention of the stirrup. Throughout the ages, countless horses have died alongside countless men on the field of battle. Even as late as World War II, the Polish cavalry was charging German tanks. Alexander the Great and Bucephalus, George Washington and Nelson, Robert E. Lee and Traveler. The iconic image of Horse and Soldier also lives in the global imagination. The most poignant of these is Comanche, the only survivor of Custer's Last Stand. It is said that Comanche was found two days after the Battle of Little Bighorn, standing next to his fallen rider. Both Horse and Soldier left alone and undefiled. Perhaps as a testament to the timeless bond between Horse and Rider that demands respect even among battle-scarred enemies. Today, the average person's connection to the horse is usually found on the racetrack. In fact, thoroughbred racehorses are considered the most valuable animals in the world. But the true value of the horse extends far beyond a winning bet. Whether in your car traveling upon a highway of hoofprints, or watching a television program beam to you via satellite, it is the distant hoofbeats of horse that you hear running in the background. Visit us on the World Wide Web at voiceoftheanimal.org. For Voice of the Animal, this is Rayanne Cumulos.
1: Hi, I'm Vanna White, and I invite you to help solve the puzzle of saving animals' lives. Come on out to the annual Race for the Rescues 5K Run or Walk and Pet Adoption Event on Sunday, October 26th at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. Proceeds benefit seven nonprofit dog and cat groups. Go to racefortherescues.org to sign up and to make your tax-deductible donation. Make adoption your first option. RaceForTheRescues.org.
2: Don't forget to join Animal Radio Live at Race for the Rescues. More information at AnimalRadio.com. We wouldn't miss it for the world. We hope you don't.
10: Ever dream of a home free from pet stains and odors? Haven't we all? Now defending your dream is easier with Simple Solutions Stain and Odor Remover. The new and improved rapid response formula works faster and better at complete and permanent stain removal. This new bacterial and enzyme formula is more powerful and more effective for those tough pet stains like urine, feces, and vomit. Your dream is our reality. Simple Solution products are available at pet specialty stores
15: nationwide. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by OxyFresh Pet Oral Hygiene Solution. With OxyFresh, you can save money on expensive dental care with Pet Oral Hygiene Solution and save your pet from embarrassing bad breath moments. Kissable fresh, OxyFresh. Visit www.oxyfresh.com for more information. Listen closely. Did you hear that? That's the sound of peace
2: of mind. Peace of mind that comes in convenient, pre measured packets of Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Just sprinkle the granules on your dog's food twice a year to protect him against the major types of canine intestinal worms. Monthly heartworm prevention programs alone are not enough. Find out how to get the upper hand on intestinal worm infections by visiting www.safeguardfordogs.com.
13: Hi, I'm Jay Moore, and as a sports fan, I can tell you there's nothing quite better than spending a day in the park playing catch with a beautiful lady. Like Shirley, my dog. Listen, adopt a pet. They are the most loyal companions you will ever have. Visit Pets911.com or call 1-888-PETS-911. Hooray!
16: For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. Listen to the
9: news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our
15: pets. Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis.
2: Last hour, we were talking about how Tiggers, our studio cat, ended up in Marty Becker's Ultimate Cat Lovers book.
3: What a nice surprise. It was.
2: It was. You just opened it up and saw her in there.
3: Yes, I wasn't expecting that. It's so fun to see your cat in print.
2: In a best-selling book. Yes. No less. And, of course, this, uh, I guess there was, did he say there was 60,000 or 600,000? I think 60, he 60,000. 60,000 60, entries, 60,000 pictures. And if you didn't get in for that, boy, here, here's another thing. We just got this in just a few minutes ago. The AAA announces their fifth annual pet book photo contest. They're looking for pictures of your dogs, cats, iguanas, fish that travel, traveling fish and birds, as we heard earlier in the show, lots of traveling birds. Uh-huh for their pet book. I don't know if this is all true or if I'm just really making it up. We'll find out. I actually have Bill Wood on the phone right now. Uh, Bill's with AAA. Hey, Bill, how you doing?
17: Good afternoon. I'm doing well.
2: I, this is the, I'll be real honest. This is the first time I've heard of the pet book. I do not have a copy in front of me. Uh, Guido has been fired for that. Is the book any good? What is it? Tell us, what is the pet book?
17: The book is excellent. It's an indispensable guide for people that travel with their pets. Most of the book is listings of hotels that allow pets and tells you the specific amenities and the restrictions on pets, which ones they take, how much extra it will cost, if anything. And there's a lot of additional information about safety precautions before you go on your trip, um, no matter what mode of transportation you're using.
2: So you don't have to sneak your dog into the hotels anymore. There are pet-friendly hotels and a whole list compiled in this pet book is what you're saying.
17: There are. There's thousands, over, uh, over 13,000 nationwide and in Canada.
2: Very good. What else is in the pet book?
17: Dog parks all over the country. And attractions and, and national public lands that take pets and have, have opportunities for outdoor activities with your dogs. Or cat- usually it's dogs.
2: The 11th edition is coming out, and you're looking for pictures. The winners will be featured on the cover and the spine of this 11th edition of the AAA pet book. What are you looking for exactly?
17: What we're looking for is something that conveys that traveling with your pet is fun, that the pet is enjoying it, that the human's enjoying it, but mainly that the pet's having a safe, fun time. Uh, so we open it up to to anybody that's not a AAA employee that's over and people that are over eighteen, and we get uh, submissions from all over the country. And right now we have uh, we have a labradoodle on the back cover from uh, Ontario, Canada, and a little uh, Shih Tzu on the spine. And uh, this is real popular with people.
2: If you're a truck driver, this this would be you travel with your pets all the time. The bird, we just heard about a couple of cockatoos a few minutes ago. Really? Take a couple of pictures of these cockatoos. Send it in for this. Where can we send them?
17: Um, There's a, uh, geez, that was. (laughs) There's a webpage here. Dump me here, yeah. Is that
2: AAA.com slash pet book?
17: It is. That's the place to go download the file. And and we'd like to receive the entries uh, electronically uh, through email.
2: It's much easier that way.
17: Yeah, much, much easier.
2: And what we'll do is we'll link to that from AnimalRadio.com, All the information you have a couple of great prizes with this too. I see.
17: We have excellent prizes. The first place winner gets a three hundred and fifty dollar Visa gift card and five copies of the book that they can give to their closest relatives to show that their dog was famous. And the second place winner wins a two hundred dollars in the Visa gift card and complimentary copies of the of the
2: book. Very good. And are we are we giving no Do we have any of the tenth edition we're giving away here, Judy? Do You know. Five five copies. Okay, one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. 405 8405 You can see what it's like beforehand. Or head on over to the website, AAA.com slash petbook. Bill, we thank you for joining us today.
17: Kyle and Judy, it was a pleasure.
2: More Animal Radio on the way.
5: This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Flexin. Eliminate joint pain from your pet's life at FlexPet.com
15: celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe this is animal radio and here are your hosts hal abrams and judy francis and
2: your dream team of experts here vlade the world-famous russian dog wizard answering your dog behavior questions we have uh, dr debbie she's on call this hour answering just about any question you have any medical question about your pets she's very well versed you see she's in las vegas and you see a lot of strange animals there, I'm sure, from all the, the shows. and Well, it's just a strange place, isn't it, Doc?
7: Well, it sure is. But, you know, when you say Las Vegas and people think I'm out on the strip and dancing in a show at night, it's hardly that. I live a very boring life here.
2: <laughs> uh, but you're pretty busy all the time. I know whenever I'm in your office there, it's uh, it's a nonstop. Uh, it's, it's busy. Let's put it that way.
7: Yeah, it's a 24-hour town, so so we have to be ready pretty much at all times. Yeah. One eight six six
2: four zero five eight four zero five. 405 8405 I believe we have Bob on the phone. Yeah, you do. Hey, Bob, how are you doing?
18: Pretty good. A lot of strange two-legged animals in Vegas, too. <laughs>
7: yes, there <it> certainly is. <laughs> you got that right.
18: <laughs> how you doing, Doc?
7: I'm doing fabulous. What can I help you with today?
18: I've got a six-month-old golden retriever. And
7: awesome.
18: considering getting him neutered, but I want, okay. to know, I want to know if there's any disadvantages to it.
7: Okay. Well, probably the biggest uh, disadvantage or shortcoming, I guess, is a lot of uh, a lot of fear by uh, a lot of pet owners. And usually they're males um, that it's going to somehow change the pet or the personality is going to be gone. Um, and I, I'd say that there's a lot of, uh, I get a lot more resistance with this with the male clients, so I'm not picking on you here, Bob. But uh, No, I got neutered too. It
18: didn't bother me. Any. <laughs> I know, I'm still saying same.
7: <laughs> we'll see. That's a great testament right there. Yep. But as far as like a downside to neutering, you know, there's so many positives and benefits that it's really when you over, when you weigh the pros versus the cons, they really the cons don't even really stack up. And the number one thing that I would say that a lot of people um, kind of uh, attribute to spaying or neutering is that um, the pet can gain some weight. And I always have a contention and a problem with this because neutering in itself does not create a fat pet Um, but it does create a change in their metabolism so we have to be ready for that Um, so my suggestion is when you sign up for that day of neutering and you take them in on that very day i have a mindset change and i realize that we're gonna have to feed our pets differently at that time Um, so rather than just keep on going as you are if you Decrease your feeding just a little bit, then you'll help kind of offset that metabolism change, and then also you know keeping up the activity and all that good stuff.
18: How old does he have
2: um, to be?
7: Yeah, and, but I mean, there's so many. you know, I'm One,
2: one more benefits. time, ask that one more time. There,
18: uh, how old does he have to be? Uh, what's a good What's a good age? Six months? Is that all right?
7: Yeah, generally for neutering, um, between four and six months is probably the choice of most uh, practicing veterinarians. You know, at shelter situations, we do earlier uh, spaying and neutering. Um, So if you have the option to kind of wait, I like to do it between those ages because I think that gives them the chance to get some of their mature size, uh, let them get some of their growth under their their belt, and then also, you know, get all those vaccinations, those important wellness things accomplished. And then, um, you know, the other thing I would probably tell you, with a golden retriever, when you get him neutered um, I would really look into um, checking his hips um, because that's a breed where they can have a high tendency of some hip dysplasia so talk to your vet you know maybe have an x-ray shot while they got him under it's a perfect time to get a look at that but I would certainly uh, you know I, I'd encourage you there Bob because I think it's there's so many benefits you know beyond uh, population control it helps with decreasing reproductive cancers. You know, behavioral problems, desire to kind of roam and and want to get away from the home. Um, so I think all of those things really outweigh that, and I wouldn't have well, any we, hesitation. We have a
18: female dog that's a mixed dog, and uh, she was spayed quite some time ago. She's eight years old now. She still gets urges. So, I mean, well, you know, that's anything, interesting. But,
7: yeah. So does she try to mount him? Yeah. Okay. You know what's going on there? Uh uh-huh. That is actually doggy, uh, hierarchy. That's doggy dominance. Yeah, yeah, so in, in the human world, you know, um, you'd probably just have that figured out. But in dog world, they have to kind of demonstrate that. And, um, you know, she's just saying, hey, I'm boss over you. Um, and it's not always the older dog that is the boss, but in her situation, that certainly sounds like that. So it's hard to watch. I just turn my head and just shake my head. And when that happens at my household <laughs> and, uh, you know, just, just kind of look the other way. But, uh, yeah, no, yeah, she's not probably. actually having urges there.
4: Thank you for that call. I totally agree with the doctor about the healthy. Um, you will eliminate so many healthy issues if you do the right things to nurture your pet. But from the behavior-wise, from the behavioral point of view, it's a great thing to do too because you will prevent uh, uh, marking territory, some dominance issues. And uh, also, I would—I <laughs> like to put in the simple terms, so you would not have any mental reservation against that. What you would—what would you think if you would be the man, live all your life, and never experience sex? So this is the same thing. Your la- your golden retriever. Oh, All right,
18: I can kind of relate to that.
4: Okay, so that that's <laughs> the, that's the great analogy. <laughs> and and your bitch is definitely sh- uh, shows to the male, so she's the bitch. It's a dominance behavior, uh-huh. having nothing awesome. to do to you know the hormones uh, imbalances.
18: Okay. Can I ask one more question. Yes. Real quick, uh, on my retriever, he's got a spot right above his tail on the back of his butt that's kind of scabby. He's been biting and scratching at it, his, his do you think it's dry skin or something like that?
7: Yeah, I mean, it certainly could be. Um, that's a that's a main area where we do see some flea allergy dermatitis. So I'd make sure that we're doing some really thorough flea control. Um, well, there's no fleas up here. Not where you're at, huh?
18: Where are you? High, high desert of California, up by mm. Victorville. Oh, wonderful. You know where Victorville? So. Is. Mm-hmm.
7: And he's a little bit young, but we do see in older male dogs that they can get what we call stud tail, um, which is a kind of a change in the oil glands at the top of the base of the tail, kind of on the rump area, even. And they can get some hair loss. They can get some kind of crusty, even like a yellow or an orange buildup on there. Um, I'd be a little surprised if that's what he's got, just because he is uh, still kind of a youngster.
18: This um, is right on a butt, on, on a top of him, right on, behind his hips, between his hips, right you know, above his tail, about five inches above the tail. Just okay. A spot,
7: about the size of a half dollar. Yeah. If it's not something of a hormonal nature, then I would want to take a look at that and see if we've got a, maybe a skin infection. Um, and I, I know you say you're not in flea country, but that might be something to check as well.
18: <laughs> yeah, uh, I can do that. I got to take him to the vet and get his
7: heart test anyway. All, All right.
18: right. Well, I appreciate it.
2: Thanks, Bob. Okay.
18: Hey, thank you, thank Bob. you, guys. Have a good
2: one. 1-866-405-8405.
19: This is Animal, Animal.
17: Animal
9: Radio Network. Fido Friendly Magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, think of your dog. At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido-friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank
15: you. Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis.
2: Don't forget Dr. Debbie's on the way she will be answering your medical questions at one 405 8405 And, of course, Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, answering your behavioral questions. You have no behavioral problems with your chihuahua, do you, Judy?
7: Uh,
3: no, not at all. She's perfect little angel.
2: She's uh, <laughs> sitting here. Actually, she wants to play right now, and she's distracting me from doing my job.
3: Yeah, she's got bad timing, doesn't she?
2: Also a distraction is this book over here. Now, when you think of Ripley's Believe It or Not, I often think of people stuffing a lot of things in their mouth.
3: <laughs> or up their nose up their or nose, in their ears. Or something, yeah. something weird with
2: a body. <laughs> uh, but uh, I was really intrigued to see that there are so many amazing animals in this brand new book. It's, it's a huge, and by the way, I'm telling you, here's another Christmas idea. Ripley's Believe It or Not, prepare to be shocked. Take a look at the world's weirdest facts inside this book. I'm going to actually hold the book up to the microphone if I can so you can see. The oh, yeah, 3D it's cover. It's one of those covers that if you turn in a different... Awesome? It, it is awesome. And some beautiful pictures of some amazing animals. We have the VP of Communications uh, from Ripley's on the phone with us. Hi, Tim. How are you doing? Hey,
19: good afternoon. This is great, huh?
2: Yes, yes, I love it. I love it. Now, is there—is it just me or is there more animals than ever before in this book?
19: Uh, we have 29 pages of amazing animal facts. and I think the largest amount of animals we've ever had.
2: Any of them come to mind, particularly for you?
19: Yeah, a couple of them that I really like is uh, uh, we have, in fact, I met this cat last week. Uh, a lady used to leave the cat out every morning before she would go to work. Uh-huh. And she often wondered, because a cat would be sitting on the back steps when she came home, she often wondered where the cat went during the daytime. Oh. So she created a, this little camera around the cat's neck wow. and programmed to take up to 100 and I think 120 photos or something like that they're digital photos uh, every 90 seconds or so.
2: <laughs> wow. And what you've actually done in the book is you've actually printed the pictures that are associated with uh, I don't know several hours worth of wandering the neighborhood.
19: Yeah. With- and, and, and it's fun because you know the, the the cat has pictures looking in other people's windows <laughs> she found out where the cat stays every day and that's in the basement of one of her neighbor's houses and there's just it's, it almost looks like a something like a science fiction film looking at these
2: photos now where do you get these stories and how do people submit let's say they have an animal that should be in Ripley's believe it or not wants to be in the next issue or the next
15: book
19: Well, a lot of this stuff comes to us we have our an uh, uh, amazing website uh, ripley's.com and a lot of people will let us know they will send photos or video it's kind of become a youtube of the weird and bizarre uh, Uh ripley's.com
2: now in a world of photoshop how do you verify this kind of stuff
19: Uh, we have people who do that uh actual scientists and then some of our own people uh, know how to check stuff out and then we just don't believe a photo when somebody sends it We'll talk to other people. Uh, we spend a lot of money every year, and especially when it comes to animals. Like uh, we we get last year was an amazing year for two headed animals being uh, born <laughs> on farms, and we do a lot of DNA testing. Uh, on animals, just to make sure that uh, uh, some taxidermists didn't have a great evening. (laughs) 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 The animal section alone is 29 pages.
16: Huge. Huge.
19: It's it's huge. Uh, Great know, And like you say, it it spans the ages, everything from uh, real sophisticated stuff like the cat. And then we have a fun story about a dog who ate $750 out of uh, Grandma's wallet.
17: Ooh, ooh.
19: <laughs> and they couldn't figure out where it went. They finally found that the dog had chewed it, and then they got a big surprise the next day when they went to clean up its... Uh, uh, poop. <laughs> and there was a $50 bill sticking out of it.
17: Uh,
19: and as it turned out, they ended up getting 600 and some dollars of it back wow. through various means of wash. <laughs> then they put it all together and they took it to a bank and handed it to a bank teller and said, Could we have fresh money, please? <laughs> uh, well,
3: you know what they say that money is usually the dirtiest, so be careful when you handle that paper money. Wash <laughs> you it. never know, you where, it. never where, it's know where it's been.
2: <laughs> why, why won't my dog do that? I, I don't understand it. Okay, thank you very much. It's Ripley's, believe it or not, I imagine you can get this at any bookstore. You can walk into Borders or Barnes & Noble right, and get this book, right?
19: Absolutely. It's a big box retailer at a a pretty good discount. Amazon.com at a big discount and you can also get it from Ripley's.com.
2: Tim O'Brien, Ripley's VP of Communications joining us. Thank you so much.
15: Thank you. Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And
2: your dream team of experts... Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, answering your behavior questions in just and, a few minutes.
3: And Dr. Debbie answering your vet questions right here. one
2: 405 8405 Joy Turner right now, animal communicator extraordinaire. Hi, Joy. How are you doing?
11: I'm marvelous. How, how's your world going?
2: Absolutely splendid. Thank you very much. We are. Who do we have there? We have Kenny. Hi, Kenny. How are you doing?
11: I'm doing great. Where are you? I am in
0: Morristown, Tennessee right now. I'm a driver.
2: A driver. Okay, drive carefully. You're on with
15: Joy Turner.
11: Hi, Kenny. Hey, Joy. Can you tell me who you'd like to talk to today? Gypsy. And Gypsy is what?
0: She's an 11-year-old female rat terrier. Okay. And uh, she has some, uh, some issues going on with her blood work. I've had two bones done on her and her white blood cell count is almost nothing. The vet says that when you look at the paperwork, he should be telling somebody that their dog is dying, you know, and she rides in the truck with me. She has almost 2 million miles of riding on her. And there's times I know she don't feel good. I guess what I'm asking, ask her how bad she hurts. And I'm going to try not to get emotional.
11: Well, don't worry if you do. You have no idea how many people I will sit here and cry with. Um, She says she's not quite exactly sure how to tell you everything she wants to tell you, but she's going to try to start at least. She wants you to know, of course she thinks you do know, that she just absolutely adores the ground that you walk on. And she says her plan is to stay with you in this body for as long as this body is going to let her keep it. And if it doesn't let her keep it, then she plans, if you want her, to come back in a different body to be able to be with you, because she wants to be with you your whole life. Okay. She says you have to understand, from a dog's perspective, her body might seem like it's not doing all that well, but where it might be kind of, so to speak, killing a human to feel the way she does. Right. It's fairly uncomfortable, is what she would say, but not to a point where she wants help leaving it.
0: Okay, because to keep from being selfish, you know, that's what I've always, I'm have always always asking myself. Am I being selfish? You know, and but, you know, when I go to leave home, you know, I know she don't feel good sometimes, but she's right there ready to go and, you know... She, she, we're around, we, for 11 years, we've been around each other 24 hours a day, seven days a week almost.
11: She wants you to know that if you ever went and left her, she probably wouldn't be able to last until you got back because that would be kind of like her crushing blow to be away from you. She considers okay. herself kind of tied to you at the hip and. That's where she wants to be. She says literally until the minute she leaves her body, that's where she wants to be, and there's no question, no doubt. Nobody's going to change her mind, so that's what she wants, and she says she thinks that you'll know when she's ready to give up. She said the only other time that she would ask you to help her is if her body just wouldn't function anymore. It wouldn't move if she couldn't make it move. Then she would need your help to leave it, but she said other than that, she's doesn't really care what her body feels like as long as she can inhabit it. Okay. And she wants okay. to know if all that makes sense to you.
0: It it makes perfect sense. You know, because everyone says that me and her talk to each other all the time, and I kind of knew what you're telling me, mm-hmm. it's, but it's like I needed her to tell me.
11: Absolutely. Well, that's how she feels about it, and she says she doesn't know how long she can be in there. She may be another 11 years, although she kind of doubts that.
0: Okay. And that's weird because three weeks ago I got another rat terrier that's riding with us. Uh Uh-huh. You know, and she seems to really like him, you know.
11: She does, and she says she's teaching him everything she wants him to know to take care of you.
0: See, I've, I've asked her to do that.
11: Well, that's what she's doing. She says that's her job.
0: But tell her this for me. I didn't get him to replace
11: her. She understands that. There's no question in her mind that in your heart there is no replacement for her. She gets that. Okay. She says, but there will need to be a continuance once her body isn't inhabitable anymore, and that's what she sees him as, not as a replacement but as a continuance
0: it that that—that's when I got him and let him ride with us. And you know, I've asked her to teach him. Cause riding in the truck, she's a perfect companion. She, know, you know, she knows a routine. You know, she's, you know, and I, I've asked her to teach him to make him a good rider. Well, that's
11: you
0: know, what I, she's doing. But I, I try to. I try. I tell her every night. You know, I'm—I'm I'm not replacing her. You know that I—I I know her condition. <laughs> You know, I just want a companion to be around her so she can teach it and let it know, let him know how much I love her.
11: That's what she's doing, and she says, you know, you can stop telling her that because she does understand it unless it makes you feel better.
0: Okay, because I tell her several times a day.
11: Yeah, she thinks you feel guilty about getting another dog, and she wants you to not. I do. She wants you to stop feeling guilty. She sees it's a perfect order of the universe. Wow. So she really wants you to stop feeling guilty and feel the excitement and the joy that she gets to feel by teaching him what she wants him to know.
0: All right. And let me add this right quick. I I know we're probably short on time on the air, but we had an old dog years ago when we were worried about her health. She had Cushing's disease. And I had a gypsy, even when I'm home, she's outside with me. And we were worried about Missy. And I had a dream that Gypsy was there with me by my motorcycle, which she always is. And I said something to her, and she started talking to me. And I asked her, I said, what are you doing? She's talking. She said, I don't know, but I can only talk for a minute. And I asked her, I said, how's Missy? And she said, Missy's going to die. Uh, two months later, she died.
11: Well, you know, they can come to us in dreams, and in dream states, things can happen that we wouldn't think could happen in our waking state.
0: But I, I listen to your show every Saturday, and I've been wanting to call in, you know, because she's my buddy. Like I say, we're together 24-7, you know. and
2: That's what this yeah. show's all about is that connection that we have with our pets. And you've just... you. You're making... Uh, <laughs>
3: the hair standing up on our arms here in the studio. We appreciate your
2: call, Kenny. Please go give Gypsy a big old hug from all of us.
0: She's right here beside me. Thank you, guys. You have a great show.
2: Thank you very much. one 405 8405 if you want to talk to Joy. Of course, you can get your Joy fixed five days a week at AnimalRadio.com. And the website, Joy, what is it?
11: It is TalkWithYourAnimals.com.
2: We'll speak to you very soon.
8: Thanks very much. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A Scottish woman credits a head-butting cow with saving her life. Sarah Kerr had been feeling some indigestion for a while, but it wasn't until a cow butted her in the stomach that she sought an examination, which revealed she had cervical cancer. Doctors reported that without the examination, the disease would have likely spread to a dangerous level. Kerr, who works as an agricultural expert, was quoted as saying, If it hadn't been for that accident with the cow, I don't know what would have happened. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio.
5: Hi, I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio. Have you noticed a little less giddy up in your pet's step lately? Well, like us, our furry friends begin to slow down just a bit with age. Let me tell you about FlexPet. It works for both cats and dogs, it's the most effective and comprehensive joint formula for improved mobility. And that's what you want. FlexPet's the only one with CM8. In fact, FlexPet has a money-back guarantee. It's the best one in the industry. FlexPet is so confident that you will see improvement in your pet's mobility. They offer an unconditional three-bottle guarantee. And there's no time limit like the others who require 30, 60, or 90 days to return. Right now, you can buy two and you can get one free. Ask about the special. Call 1-800-END-PAIN. That's 1-800-363-7246. Call FlexPet now. You won't forget the phone number. It's 1-800-END-PAIN. I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio. And I wouldn't tell you about it if I didn't believe in it. Flex Pet, 1-800-AND-PAIN.
9: This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Did you know that your dog could have intestinal worms, even if he's on a heartworm prevention program? For more complete protection, deworm your dog twice a year with Broad Spectrum Safeguard Canine Dewormer. To find out more, visit www.safeguardfordogs.com.
5: Have you been dreaming of that special career that not only offers you great financial rewards, but is also really fun? you found it. Pet sitting is becoming one of the fastest growing home-based businesses in the country today. NAPS, the National Association
10: of Professional Pet Sitters, can help you achieve that dream. NAPS will provide you with the education and tools you need just by visiting www.petsitters.org.
5: That's NAPS at www.petsitters.org.
9: Hey. You want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new Fish Sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And Fish Sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog Fish Sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.CanineCaviar.com.
1: Hi, I'm Banna White, and I invite you to help solve the puzzle of saving animals' lives. Come on out to the annual Race for the Rescues 5K Run or Walk and Pet Adoption event on Sunday, October 26th at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. Proceeds benefit 7 nonprofit dog and cat groups. Go to racefortherescues.org to sign up and to make your tax-deductible donation. Make adoption your first option. Racefortherescues.org.
2: Don't forget to join Animal Radio Live at Race for the Rescues. More information at AnimalRadio.com. We wouldn't miss it for the world. We
15: hope you don't. Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal
4: Abrams and Judy Francis.
2: Are you uh, coloring your hair, Vladi? Doing something with your hair.
4: Uh, you know, you need to know are you working for KGB or FBI? I'm just I just sure. want
2: to make sure I'm not going insane. Oh, yeah, it yeah. looks good. It really does.
4: Thank you so much. Highlights maybe? So much. maybe I, I was expecting that compliment from the jury, not from you. Yeah,
14: okay. Yeah. You can't That's say highlights. Enough.
7: Highlights highlights paint a different
4: picture yeah. than yeah. coloring your
7: hair. <laughs> hey, while we're on the
3: subject though, Don, I wanted to ask you a question. About
2: oh, about your chihuahua. About my
3: chihuahua. Yes, yeah, she's she's mainly white. She's nuts. And she has no she's not. She has black spots. But I'm noticing her. Her bottom—it's getting black spots on her bottom. It's like her skin pigmentation. She's all of a sudden developing all these little spots on her bottom.
7: Ooh. Yep, yep. Bad Ooh. disease. Oh, bad disease. No.
3: Yeah, I'm kidding. No, it's <laughs>
7: normal. It's normal. We see that a lot in the white coated dogs. Where what the is color it? just kind of comes through? It's just their pigment. Um, the hair just chose not to change that color, but her skin sure is
4: that color. Judy, stop huh. being the mommy, stop being the mommy, Well, Judy. I'm worried
3: she has these spots, and it's like a. Spotted fever disease okay. or
4: something. It does have a spotty butt, but I yes. think it's
3: okay.
7: Okay, well, good. She Thank
4: you. Debbie, uh, Debbie, she, Dr. Debbie, she looks under her tail all the time, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
7: just, come on, it's enough. She's looking for problems there. Yeah, if she's
4: she looking for the, for the problems, she will find them, you know. one eight six
2: six four zero five eight four zero five. is that spell? Well, we don't know. We haven't figured it out yet. Uh, Keflugina, you Koflugana, figured it out? Yeah, it's easier just to, just, just to remember. remember it. the number. Like Jan did. Hi, Jan. How are you doing? It's Sam. Oh, with Sam? Yes. Hey Sam, how are you doing? Good.
18: How
4: are you doing today?
2: Very good. Uh you're on with Dr. Debbie.
4: Hi.
2: Oh with Hi there. Oh, you're I'm sorry, you're on with Vladay. <laughs> uh,
4: so, sorry, sorry, Sam. I sorry. guess uh I guess the hell had a little bit a little bit vodka today. Too much with vodka me before the show, that's why he's confusing. But anyway, <laughs> I would be more than happy to address your issue together with Dr. Debbie, as a matter of fact. Go ahead, Sam. You are with the Vlade, which is a world-famous Russian dog wizard. Thank you. See, I trained hell well, very well. <laughs> okay, so go ahead, Sam. What is your problem is?
18: I have a, a little Shih Tzu. Her name is Fluffy, and she's five months old, and we're having an issue with her biting my wife and my daughter's toes. What? But she she stays away from me because I correct the behavior. I tell her no.
4: You're the and man. You're the man. Okay, go ahead.
18: When my wife and daughter tell her no, she seems to ignore them, but she's listening to me. And then the other issue that we're having is every now and then she'll be laying in her bed. And my daughter will go over to pick her up and she'll growl.
4: Wow. Wow. Okay. So, anyway, uh, we have a typical situation which I'm dealing on my daily base. And this is your your problem, Sam. Your behavior, Your dog's behavior problem is not the unique. So let me tell you first of all what is the root cause of this problem and root cause of this problem is your pet doesn't care about if your wife is, or your daughter is dominant over you or you dominant over your daughter and wife they don't care it. all what your pet wants to know if your wife or your daughter dominant over them over her or she dominant over them that's what very important for the flyfish to know Okay. and uh, how to deal with this type of the problem. Number one, what I would do, I would suggest to your wife, spend a little bit more time on obedience training. Basically, simply put the collar on leash and do simple movements like let's go, sit, stay, calm down, this type of the thing. Because by doing obedience training, You are addressing two issues simultaneously. Number one, you are establishing your authority, not your authority, your wife's authority and your child's authority. Of course, child needs to work under supervision of the parents. Parents need to work first. And number two, you're establishing language to communicate. So, after that, if you say something, you have more meaning to your pet. So, if your wife and your daughter would work with a little bit with the pet, the dog definitely would stop, would stop um, growling at them. Now you talk and that would be addressing the cause of this problem and because the cause is equality you know uh, you have a problem among the equals Sam equals do not take authority from another equals. That's so important for everyone who is listening right now us to understand. People all over the hell looking for the long for the for the quick fix to their long term problems. Mm. People in this country need to come to the real issue. And the real, real issue is a relationship. Or you'll be the boss to your dog or your world will never change. You know? Now, from that, if she goes and wants to bite uh, the toes, your, or not yours, your wife or your child, correct it. How? Use the pop can with the penis, drop on the floor, make the noise, startle it. Up! Just like that. She stops, say, good girl, good boy, and that's it. Listen, uh Sam, I would like to send to you some little gift by the company Oxyfresh. I'm not sure if you are... Cleaning and the doctor, uh, Debbie will will confirm how it's important to cleaning the pet's teeth, and uh, you know it's oh, a, yeah. it's a very important. And I, I'm going to send you the.
2: Um, oh, that's a pretty nice package. That's I thought you were nice going to give package. that to me. You're going you're to actually give it to him, huh? Yes. Again, okay. I mean,
4: we can clean your teeth later on. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a great <laughs> Good company. Good dental care. <laughs> yes, my company, AxiFresh, and it's oral hydrogen solution, not just the toothpaste. You can also add it to the dog's water. The dog going to drink it, have no taste, no chemicals. It will have a wonderful um, flora in the stomach and a wonderful flora in the mouth. Oh, you made out, Sam.
2: Thank you very
18: much. So, uh,
4: so we're gonna put you on hold. Give you, please, give us your your address so we could ship it to you. Now, by- uh, can I ask one
18: more question?
4: Thank you. Uh, go ahead, Sam. if.
18: if, the, if- for some reason, you know, the pop can doesn't work. They sell a product called Bitter Apple. Mm. Is, is it okay to, to get that and spray it and put it on your toes and with, with the no, dog?
4: No, no, that's not good. You know, listen, Sam, you have to listen to me. Whatever I say works. And if it if it doesn't work, it means you're just giving to your fluffy $2 ticket for a speed violation. Be more <laughs> assertive in your life. Be the man. Be the alpha male. And your wife needs to be, needs to learn to be alpha female. Okay? So drop it. Uh, str- on the floor and make the strong sound, ah, boom, just like that, surprise it. It's gonna work, I promise you. That thing which you just mentioned, it will never work. Mm. Okay. Okay.
7: Thank and you. if I can interject one thing about shih tzus, um, you know, this whole problem sometimes gets into that vicious cycle that Vlad has mentioned. And Shih Tzu, sometimes I see at my office, they can have the biggest dominance problems. Little dogs with very big attitudes. So you're, you really need to take his advice. Jump on this now because a lot of times it becomes a heartache when they get... A lot older, and they've established these patterns, and they just don't become the pet that you remember.
4: Thank you, Doug Debbie. I'm not racist or breedist, or uh, you know, f- but you know what? I gotta tell you, the, the Shih Tzu have a problem, they, they do have a problem, and uh, with the Shih Tzu early see, early deal, that's important. Thank you so much for calling Absolutely. us.
2: 1 405 8405. It's
9: the Animal Radio Dream Team. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more.
20: This is an Animal Radio News Update. Hello, I'm Kay Brown reporting for Animal Radio. An American dog-napper has had a change of heart, returning a three-month-old Oliver Springs Chihuahua puppy just two days after it was stolen. The little dog, called Tinkerbell, was given to nine-year-old Casey Bradshaw to help her recover from open-heart surgery, but was nabbed by the thief while Casey and her mum were picking up her birthday cake. The family feared the worst, but after local TV broadcast surveillance video from a supermarket clearly showing a woman carrying the dog, police received a phone call letting them know where they could find little Tinkerbell. British cat owners are being warned to take extra care over fears that someone may be deliberately poisoning felines with antifreeze. So far, 39 cats have died or had to be euthanized in two separate counties in the south of England. Cats are attracted to antifreeze because it's sweet, but just one teaspoonful is enough to kill them although they can be saved if the poisoning symptoms are spotted early enough and the cat is taken to a vet. A teenage girl in the far north of Australia is having trouble sleeping ever since she recently awoke to find a snake had slithered into her bed, wrapped itself around her neck before biting her on the arm. 16-year-old Ashley Finley told doctors that she's morbidly afraid of all creepy crawlies and initially thought it was a giant spider, but freaked when she realised it was a snake. Likely for her, it was a non-venomous reptile called a slaty grey. Unfortunately for the snake, her brother-in-law killed it, wrongly thinking that doctors would need its remains in order to identify it. In other snake news, a British gardener picked up what he thought was a tree branch, only to find it was actually a 17-foot-long python. Ronnie Kenyon said the reptile was probably hunting the chickens and ducks that he keeps on his allotment. He quickly corralled the giant snake and rang police, who took the unusual visitor to the Lancashire RSPCA Centre. And it must be the season for unusual house guests. Police in Wyoming were called out to a home near downtown Casper to get rid of an unwelcome cat. But when officers arrived at Beverly Hood's house, they found a fully grown 90-pound male mountain lion on her back porch. Seems the dispatcher must have misheard the call. A game warden arrived, tranquilized the mountain lion, and he's now been relocated way out of town. Aussie pet owners whose pets are suffering cancer have been dealt another blow, no more after-hours radiation therapy at a human hospital. Although it's been an open secret in the pet industry here for at least seven years that selected hospitals will allow animals to undergo life-saving treatment after-hours, it was kept quiet for fear that non-pet owners might not understand. Alas, they were right. When the story appeared in a weekend newspaper, the Victorian government immediately banned pets, even though the hospital demonstrated its ultra-hygienic standards ensured there was no risk to human patients. While no such concerns about mixing animals and humans in Japan, where a restaurant has employed some unusual waiting staff, two toilet-trained macaque monkeys, Yachen and Fukuchan, I hope that's the right Japanese pronunciation, that's Yachen and Fukushan, serve the customers drinks. Don't worry about hygiene, the two monkeys also hand-deliver hot towels so the humans can clean up before dinner. I'm Kay Brown reporting for Animal Radio. For more information, go to pettalkradio.com.au. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at
10: animalradio.com.
2: Your dream team is here at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. 405 8405 What do you got coming up today, Vladdy?
4: You know what? Today I'm going to tell about three things that tells me that you are owned by your dog.
2: Oh, okay. Tips to tell you that you're owned as opposed to you owning your dog.
4: Exactly. Okay. And you'll be shocked by those tips.
2: That's all coming up today right here on Animal
9: Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more.
16: Vinny Penn coming at you on Animal Radio, your resident party animal. I want to dedicate uh, this episode of this installment, rather, of Party Animal to uh, my beloved dog, Cruiser. Uh, Cruiser was a mini schnauzer. Uh, that, uh, was in our family for a dozen years. Uh, still can't even think about him, uh, without getting a little bit sad. And I'll tell you, I got family members, human family members who've passed away who I think about and don't feel really anything, but Cruiser still makes me sad. And, uh, the other day, a friend of mine, uh, had to put his dog to sleep. Um, and it was very difficult for him. And we were at the bar having a couple of drinks, bunch of people sitting around the bar and I, told him that I knew where he was coming If I was trying to empathize. I told him how difficult it was when we lost Cruiser. All of a sudden, people start chiming in with their dog death stories. And it got me to thinking, why why are dog owners and cat owners and, and, and pet owners in general competitive with death stories? One complete stranger said, you guys think you have it tough. I had to kill my dog myself, shoot him in the backyard. Now, one I don't know. This guy might be in the witness protection program for all, you know, for for all I know. Uh, Why he would admit that is beyond me. But I've noticed that dog owners, in particular, even more than cat owners, they are competitive with death stories. They could hear you give it. This has happened for years. The biggest, oh, I remember the morning I got the phone call that we had lost Cruiser. Cruiser, of course, was in the, uh, the hospital for a few days in the end. It was a devastate I had to go and tell the rest of my family. Whenever people overhear that, they're like, oh, that's awfully sad. It's got to be difficult. You know, I ran over my dog in the driveway with my own car. What? Why are you competing with my dog's death story? Why do people do that when it comes to their pets? You're you're, you're not going to top it. Well, maybe the guy who ran his over in his driveway, maybe that tops it. Vinnie Penn, party animal. Although, not really a party installment. Animal Radio. Oh, Vladi, you are
2: quite the dancer. I, I've seen Judy dance to this, but this is—that's sort of like a Russian jazz you got style. going there. Yeah,
4: it's Russian style, baby. <laughs> yeah, let
2: me explain. Ru- Russian style means he's down on his, uh, well, he's squatting, sort of. Throwing up each leg. Yeah, exaggerate,
4: exaggerate, because I'm I'm dancing with with your Judy. I know I still didn't figure out if she's your mistress or wife. You know you get jealous, and what, that's what you were just kind of backstabbing me, right?
2: No, she just really just gets me coffee. Isn't that pretty much what you do? Yeah,
4: that's my job here.
2: One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. It's Animal Radio, by the way. Guido saying, tell them it's Animal Radio. Every once in a while, throw in the name of the show. So there you go. It's Animal Radio, one 405 8405 Fred Willard on the way, uh, the great uh, comedian.
3: Yes, he is. you see him in a lot of different things. Uh, best in Show, oh, of course. what he's most recently remembered for.
2: Uh, the Leno Show is what he's pretty much most recently <laughs> remembered for. And he's, a, of course, a big animal lover. And he's hosting the Fido Awards on Nick at Night. Uh, 1-866-405-8405 to talk to Dr. Debbie. Now, a couple of seconds ago, we were talking about uh, hip dysplasia. And I just was handed a list of the large and giant breeds that are most prone to hip dysplasia. So you want to think about this when you get a dog. Uh, doctor, do you know what the six breeds are?
7: Oh, golly. I think uh, if I would t- pick a top of my list, I'd definitely put German Shepherd up there. Thank German you, Shepherd. There you, you go. That's okay. So that's you. on there. Uh, Golden Retriever.
2: Golden Retriever. Yes.
7: Okay. And Actually, I'm those a- are the two top
2: two right there. Okay.
7: All right, so if I don't get any other ones right, then, I, then I've won already. <laughs> you get
2: the prize anyway. <laughs> uh, I'm going to throw another retriever. How about a Labrador retriever? Absolutely correct. Very good, very good.
7: All right. We're, so
2: testing, we're testing our doctor. If you just tuned in, we're testing the animal radio doctor to see if she's any good.
7: Let's we, see if I'm, I'm worth my weight we have in gold. A bottle, a bottle of vodka
4: here.
2: <laughs> oh, you actually—we uh, have a prize for you. Uh, uh, Vladi's brought in a, a bottle of uh, Russian vodka for you. Exactly.
7: Vodka. Awesome! Yes. Send it this way. Okay. Okay.
2: So you have. Uh, it comes
4: you, with me together, doctor.
7: Three. Have, oh my gosh! I'm going to entertain
4: you. Las Vegas won't be the same.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, three more. So far, you've said golden retriever, German shepherd, and Labrador retrievers. They are part of the large and giant breeds most prone to hip dysplasia. There's three more. What do you think okay, they are? Okay, how about Akita? Ooh, no, no kid on the list here. Not what about right. Great Dane? Great Dane, that is on the list there. Okay. Yes, Great Danes, also Rottweilers and St. Bernard. So if you have a Golden Retriever, a German Shepherd, a Great Dane, Labrador Retriever, a Rottweiler, or St. Bernard, they are predisposed to hip dysplasia. Doc, is there anything we can do to avoid that or prevent that?
7: Well, a couple things. We want to try to stay with uh, some of the large breed design diets because they try to slow the growth through puppyhood. Um, and we want to keep them in good weight. And, you know, I'm an advocate of really knowing the information early on. So when they're young, check their hips so you know what you're getting into. And then you can kind of design a treatment plan from there. Um, but those are really the big things. And you, when you're looking at getting a dog, we want to make sure we're getting good, healthy dogs, so I stay away from pet stores.
4: (laughs) That's very important, because I believe the recipe for the perfect uh, pets based on three key components. Proper genetics, proper nutrition, and proper environment. That's called genotype and phenotype, as you, doctor, uh, you know that, and uh, fortunately, you know, in this country, we so believe that every puppy is created equally, and it's not. We in Europe believe and value the Value of genetics. What, what, what do you think about what, what do you think about this?
7: Oh no, I absolutely agree. And well, we'll look at the Olympics. There are certainly some people that are predisposed to have certain talents, and some animals are certainly predisposed to genetic conditions. And hip dysplasia is definitely an um, unfortunate one. But there are ways you can try to battle it, and you can try to do the best for your pet if they do have that. So uh, I'm an advocate for you know both ways. You can still fight it.
2: One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. I believe we have Susan on the phone.
7: Yes,
12: hello.
2: Hi, Susan. How are you doing?
12: I'm well. Thank you very much.
2: Very good. Where are you calling from?
12: I'm calling from Pennsylvania.
2: Where in Pennsylvania? That's a big state.
12: It is. I am just west of Philadelphia.
2: Okay. Very good. Very nice. You're on with Dr. Debbie.
12: Hi, Dr. Debbie. Hi, Susan. As as a matter of fact, I guess my question really ties in with what you're discussing today. Hip dysplasia, weight on the animals. I have a Rottweiler puppy that's eight months old. And... I don't want him to get over heavy, but I'd like to know what you would suggest as far as getting weight on him, putting weight on him. He is a very active Rottweiler. Um, Okay.
7: Are you concerned that he's too skinny right now? Yes. And is that something that when you, have you, has your veterinarian said that, or is it just something when you look at him, you think, eh, hey, it looks a little too lean to me?
12: No, I'm just looking at him and thinking he looks a little too lean. Um, his ribs are covered. You know, he has been uh, dewormed on a regular basis. Uh, and and like I said, he's very active. I've had a rot wire previous, prior to him, um, and this one's just a lot more active, and I, I think he burns a lot more energy, uh-huh. and um, I don't want to oh. feed him a food that's real high in protein, so I'm just kind of in a quandary, what, what you would suggest would be the best in order to keep weight on him, okay. and yet feeding him a healthy food for his growth.
7: Okay, um, because he is a Rottweiler. I'm going to definitely say a large breed-based diet is important, and that's because we don't want to have a very rapid growth rate um, in a lot of these large breed dogs because that can actually hasten problems like hip dysplasia and elbow dysplasia. So we want to actually we look for a slow but steady growth rate. So, And the other thing that I would really be looking at with him is um, there's something called body condition scoring. And it's kind of like when you go into the doctor's office and they say, you need to drop to 10 pounds or you need to gain 10 pounds. Sometimes it's the number, but more common, we actually look at the physical condition of the pet. And that's what body condition scoring is. So if you're feeling his ribs with just a gentle pressure and you can feel the outlines, that's not bad. That's what we want. What we don't want is we don't want to be touching those ribs and have to put pressure about half a centimeter, two centimeters, and go through fat before you hit those ribs because then we know we're actually overconditioned, and that's actually bad for not only things like hip dysplasia but other orthopedic problems so I would prefer to see most large breed dogs a little bit lean. And, um, you know, as long as he's not skiing to the point where we got hip bones sticking out or you can see his ribs from across the room, I actually prefer to keep them lean. And as they get older, you know, he will put weight on. And uh, as long as everything else is in really good shape and he's not, you know, sick or he's not having problems with GI problems, then I'm very comfortable with that. But you have to be comfortable with that. And I don't know, can you can you do that, Susan?
12: Oh yes, I can. That's that's kind of what I was looking for. um, Your opinion in that, because, like I said, there are you know his hip bones aren't showing. um, Good. When I run my hands down his side, I can feel his ribs, but no, I cannot see his ribs. Okay. um, Awesome. So I just want to make sure that that's doing right by him, because I don't want to get him so you know too heavy to you know do damage to his hips or his shoulders so
7: right and and you're right to be concerned
12: right and I guess I'm on the right right track because I am feeding him a um, large breed puppy formula food good um, and
7: I would kind of equate where you're at right now with you know with people with children when they're in their, you know, kind of in their in their uh, childhood years, you know, they're very active. They eat a ton, but it seems like they, you know, generally don't gain a lot of weight unless we're overfeeding them. And it's kind of the same thing that he's burning off all that energy, and that's a good thing. And um, I, I think that you're you're good to be concerned about that, but it doesn't sound like we're too worried that we're really getting too um, too lean. And we got to remember, in America, everyone gets used to seeing kind of pleasantly plump dogs and then this is a problem with our society we really get used to seeing the slightly fat dog and thinking that looks normal so you probably have him in good condition and don't let anybody else make you think otherwise thank you for that call that's excellent i'm sure a lot of folks have that same concern this is dr debbie with animal radio
9: you're listening to animal radio you can learn more at animalradio.com. log on learn more
5: Hi, this is Joy
11: Behar on Animal Radio. Please spay and to your
5: pets. This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Flexin. Eliminate joint pain from your pet's life at FlexPet.com.
4: Hi, this is the Vladi, and I'm here to tell you about Axifresh. Do you know that dental disease is called the silent killer of the pets? And the proper oral health care may extend the life of your pet by 2 to 5 years. Pet Oral Hygiene Solution from Oxifresh promotes fresh breath, healthy gums, and a healthy life for your pets. I love to kiss my pets, and I know you love to kiss them too. Get kissable fresh breath for your pets at Oxifresh. Visit oxifresh.com.
10: Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car.
9: Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org. Or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets.
5: This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Flexin. Eliminate joint pain from your pet's life at FlexPet.com.
13: Okay, time to check out that website I heard about, www.safeguardfordogs.com. There it is. Hi, I'm Dawn. The virtual host is a nice touch. It looks like these links and videos cover everything a dog owner might want to know about intestinal worm infections and how to prevent them. Hmm, here's a savings coupon for Safeguard K90 Dewormers, and even an online reminder service. Better bookmark this one, www.safeguardfordogs.com.
21: Every year, there are millions of pets in animal shelters across the country just waiting for a loving home. I'm Mike Farrell with a very simple message. If you're thinking of getting a pet, please adopt. To easily locate your closest place to adopt, call Pets 911 toll-free at 1-888-PETS-911. It's easy, it's free, and it gives a pet a second chance at life.
19: Together,
16: we can ensure a better future for our pets. For adoptable pet listings in your community, go to Pets911.com. Pets 911, proud to be partnered with Animal Radio.
15: Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio, and here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis.
2: You know, Judy, I look at you with your Chihuahua, Ladybug, and I gotta, I gotta say, I don't know who
4: owns who.
15: What do you mean?
2: Well, you see what I'm seeing, Vladi.
4: Exactly, exactly. And let me tell you, Judy, and to everyone who is listening, guys, three things that tells me that you are owned by your dog. If your dog takes you for a walk Mm. If your dog thinks you are his bone That needs to be guarded (laughs) Mm. Shows protective behavior She totally
2: does that Yeah, she starts
4: to growl a little bit When I approach you to hug you If your dog eats first See, I just noticed So you gave to your puppy some kibbles And such and such Did you eat it before? No You know, the thing is Your dog should see That you are eating first Alpha always eats first but that's
3: she's just a baby, and that's I know. And that's I know. Well, that's the
2: best time to teach them, though. Exactly. Right, this it? is the
4: yeah. best time to do it now, because otherwise we can have a problem down the road. It's interesting enough. Once I approached to one household, and I had a couple of guys lived together, and they had a big grey dean uh-huh. So their complaints was, Vladi, we, we cannot even eat in our house for the last several months. We're always eating in the garage area. Jeez. And I asked why. They said, you know, every time when we're sitting the table, no, two guys sitting the table in the evening time, uh-huh. and the big Gray Dane approach, and, uh, you know, he, he says, I want it too. Like saliva comes <laughs> out of his mouth and it's saliva all over the table. Uh-huh. And they just, and growling, as a matter of fact. Uh-huh. And said so they just ran in the garage and that's what, for the several months before they invited me, that's what the way how they they had the lunch. So you want to do it the same way and eventually? Mm. Yeah,
3: but see, you know, as a parent, you think you always want to feed the kids first so that they'll leave you alone and you can eat in peace and quiet that they've already ate. They're full, so you'll get to...
4: I know, but because, again, again, you treat this baby as it's a human Uh baby, but it's a canine baby. And when you're raising the canine baby, you need to follow the rules of canine Canine. culture, not the human Culture. Okay, so she needs to eat first. She needs okay. to eat first. Are you, are you writing down? Yeah, she needs to eat first. What was the other one? Uh, she needs to... You know, what I saw, uh, basically, Chihuahua took Judy for a walk yes. instead of, you know... <laughs> yeah, I saw in, that. <laughs> you know, to pull her forward. But, you know, it's very important that you take your puppy for a walk. Uh-huh. So, puppy, whatever, puppy wants to run, and you say, okay, you were chasing her around mm. instead, of, instead of her chasing you around. Mm, okay, you know? and the other one? And another one is, you know... You should never allow her to growl when somebody approaches you. Mm. How do I stop that? How? I some, Just clap your hands and just say, "Ah, hey!" See, look at that. She, <laughs> she, just,
2: looked, she just looked up at the microphone. <laughs> exactly.
4: Exactly. See that? That's that's important for you, you know. So make sure, uh, don't allow the dog think you are his her bone.
3: Uh, okay. Because a
4: lot of people think, oh yeah, my dog just growling when somebody, boyfriend or girlfriend, is approaching. Uh-huh. I guess, I guess uh, the, do- uh, I guess the dog uh, shows protective, protective behavior over me. I say, ah ah ah, possession. The dog think you are in his possession or her possession because you know that's what the dog think. Uh, uh-huh. They they are they are showing that possessive behavior of their bone or the human.
3: So they're not being protective. They're being possessive.
4: Yes, hmm. because, because you are supplying all the resources, vital resources for the puppy. So basically your puppy wants to bite me because he's afraid, you know. <laughs> you know.
3: You're know. going to take
4: some of those away. Exactly. If, right. I, if I do something to you, he's not going to survive. Hmm. Oh.
2: Think about that right now. Do you own your pet or does your pet own you? one to talk to Vladimir the world-famous Russian dog wizard.
16: Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stands strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People is published ten times yearly. The publisher is a non-profit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org.
15: Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis.
2: A blue singing beagle. Yes. Wow. A bulldog who can skateboard and flush the toilet. Oh, now I want to see that. A Jack Russell who can jump rope. Wow, these are all <laughs> finalists in the first annual Worldwide Fido Awards. On Nick at Night, yes, Nick at Night, and our friend Fred Willard is back. Hey, Fred, how you doing?
21: Well, I'm fine, and I'm as excited about seeing these uh, animals as anyone. I, I haven't seen them yet. You know I'll see them Sunday, uh, Friday night. They're taping it Friday night, and it'll be shown Sunday, and it's going to be something. And there's the uh, owner dog lookalike contest.
2: Yeah, it sounds good. Now, are you calling from a toilet? It sounds like you're calling from a toilet right now. I am
21: in the toilet. You know, my schedule is so tight, they gave me... Oh, hello. That's
6: much better.
17: (laughs) There you are. They
21: have a toilet at Men's Room. I'll get you on the way out. Thank you. (laughs) We told the flushing until the interview... No, I'm I'm over at TV Guide and Network, and they're in a room, and I said... Do I just talk in there? You know, it's a new thing, like a. Is
2: this better? Yes, that sounds so much, much better. You, oh, good. Well, welcome back. So, how are you doing? The last time we spoke to you, it was for uh, I believe it was like Canine Film Festival in San Francisco. How did that go?
21: That was just wonderful. That was great fun. It's um, I think they're doing another one like in February and March, so I'll, I'll go back up for that. So that was uh, that was great. Everyone loves dogs.
2: Now, tell us a little bit about this show.
21: Well, this is the first annual uh, Worldwide Fido Awards. I guess they're going to have. All these, uh, unusual dogs, the world's cutest dog. Uh, we're gonna have Kevin Nealon is gonna be one of the judges, uh, Vivica A. Fox, uh, mm-hmm. the lovely Kristen Davis is gonna receive an award for dog's best friend or animal's best friend. Uh, Perez Hilton will be on with telling us any gossip about dogs, uh, And they're going to have the most outrageous dog. I can't imagine what that is, but that'll be fun.
2: Yeah, have you heard Has anyone told you anything about any of the dogs yet? Do you know anything?
21: No. Just what you just (laughs) said at the beginning of the show. You know, a dog that can uh, flush the toilet and a dog that can walk up the stairs backwards. So um, we'll see it, and we'll see if they can do it on camera. Uh
2: What do you think your criteria will be for the most outrageous dog? you sort of got to wait to see what's going on there first.
21: I can't imagine. I imagine... uh, Uh, The owners will make them up to look kind of outrageous. I don't know if a, you know, a mohawk haircut or something or uh, an extreme dog. But one thing about dogs, when they're on the camera, you can't take your eyes off them. You don't know what they're going to do. No. Even if they collapse and lay down on the side, they don't want to do anything. You can't take your eyes off them, so it's going to be fun.
2: Do you have animals at home? Well, I think the last time we we spoke, you said you couldn't uh, you couldn't afford it or something like that.
21: Couldn't afford it, right? <laughs> We're eating cat food. I mean, uh, which is not that bad actually, <laughs> but because we have cat food helpers. No, I, but uh, we have yeah. a, uh, a cat that's kind of adopted us. I don't know if she was abandoned in our neighborhood, but my wife loves cats. I'm slightly uh, allergic to this one but it's a sweet cat, very friendly cat. We don't have dogs, um, but I love dogs. I think my favorite animals are dogs.
3: Mm. And why is that?
21: Just that they're so friendly. They wag their tail. They're a man's best friend.
3: Did you have dogs growing up?
21: I, as a little boy, I had a little puppy. Its name was Bingo. I, I remember it, it snapped at me once, and my father got mad, and I, I said, oh, please don't get mad at him. And one day we're out front, and he ran across the street. I swear he ran right under a car, and he survived, and my father said, That's it. We're finding him uh, you know, a nice couple who lives out in the farm, so and they came and they were a very nice couple and I said, Now can I come out and visit him every week? <laughs> and they said, Oh yeah, and I never I never went to see him. but I still remember him. He's a cocker spaniel. I love they're just cute little dogs.
2: Well this looks like a fun program and I'll tell you it's something Something really needed now, because you just turn on the TV and all you hear about is the bailout. And, uh, that's right. That whole yeah. thing. You know, I had retirement funds for all my cats, and they lost it. And, oh, that's uh,
21: sad. What are they going to do? Are they going to have to keep... Um...
2: I don't know. They're going to yeah. sponge off yeah. us
3: forever now.
21: Yeah.
2: How about you? Is it affecting you at all?
21: It's driving me nuts, because all they do is talk about it, and um can't keep your money in a mattress.
2: But then your dog might get it. Yes. Uh, Tebow this if you haven't uh, if you're not around for it at 8 p.m. Eastern and Pacific on Nick at Night. No, it's not uh, any of the other channels that you would think it would be on.
21: It's yeah, f- you'd think there's an Animal Planet or something. But you would think Nick at Night does it, they're a good network to be involved with. And I just did an interview here at TV Guide Channel, so I'm here with all the celebrities. I'm here at the uh, Kodak Center.
2: Ooh, very yeah, cool. Yeah, that's fun in the yeah. heart of Hollywood. And this is a- does it really <laughs> smell like Ryan Seacrest there?
21: <laughs> it- <laughs> I've met Ryan Seacrest. He's always been very friendly to me. Um, I've never, but uh, all joking aside, I'm really up for this because uh, I love dogs. And uh, You know, I did uh, Best in Show, the Christopher Guest movie.
1: Mm, yes. oh,
3: how could you forget that? Yes. Yes.
21: And, and since then, I get a lot of offers. Oh, come on. We're having a doggy contest. You'll come on and do all your crazy lines. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not that easy, you know. I was playing a character then. But when it, when Fred Willard is saying some of these lines, people can say, "Well, boy, what a jerk he is!" But this is going to be fun. I'm just the host, and um, that's what I got to get—a nice hosting job. Because with all this reality TV, you know, since the writers' strike, I got to come up with a game show or just hosting. Yeah, a yes. lot of
2: people don't realize that's still going on—not the actual strike, but they they still they don't have a settlement still.
21: Yeah, and now they're calling for a strike. Which what what better time to go on strike? Yeah. Uh, maybe we could strike like on Christmas Eve. I don't think anyone wants a strike.
2: <laughs> it costs Hollywood too much. Uh, last one was uh, two point six billion dollars. Lord, lord, lord! Oh lord. my gosh!
21: Yeah. Well, and what? I was doing that series back to you that was suddenly interrupted. <gasps> yeah. So, and we were all trying to say, now what are we striking about? Remind yeah. us.
2: It's so silly, so silly. Well, you know, I hope we don't go back that direction. But as I said, this will take our mind off it. The Worldwide Fido Awards. Uh, For
21: an hour on Sunday night. Yeah.
2: <laughs> First annual first annual, so we expect lots more, hosted by our friend Fred Willard. Uh, check it out and Tivo it. Fred, thank you so much for joining us today.
21: It's always a pleasure. Thank you.
6: don't
19: This is Animal our, our, Radio Network.